hockey fans around the nation, Dan K Show fans, it is time yet again for the most watched podcast, the most listened to podcast in junior hockey, the most watched show in junior hockey, and the number one broadcast duo in the world to take hold of the hockey world. It is the Dan K Show presents junior hockey. And, you know, the best thing about junior hockey, the thing that we love here, Lucas and myself, no Lucas this week, Dan K unleashed. We sit here and we, we, we play this junior hockey game. We, we go through the stages, the steps, and the hard work of junior hockey, all with the same hope, all with the same dream, all with the same aspirations. And those aspirations are to get to the next level. What is that next level, you asked, Dan K? It is collegiate hockey, NCAA hockey, ACHA hockey around the country. And today, we get a chance to have a conversation with another new squad coming to the NCAA D3 landscape this up and coming year. And there's not many times in hockey, folks, that you get an opportunity at a fresh place to start to make an everlasting impression on an organization, whether junior or collegiate, that can last till the end of time. And you're going to get to do that at Arcadia Coach Vincent Petrangelo joins us here. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, Dan. Really excited to uh, to be on the show. I'm down here uh, from the Hub City in Tampa, and just looking forward to speaking with you about Arcadia Ice Hockey. Hey, I am looking forward to talking to you. I'm jealous. I'm back here in Jersey right now, Coach, and it is freezing cold. I could kayak in my front yard right now here in the uh, the Long Beach Island Beach uh studio for the Dan K show. I could have kayaked my way down to the Wawa this morning, but I did not. I stayed inside. I'm staying hunkered down and warm pretending I'm in Hub City, Tampa. But coach, let's start. We got the we got the free skate here. We start every show with just kind of some fun conversation. And obviously you've been on the road. We saw you in Charleston. We were going in opposite directions down there. So you, you stop off in Charleston. Now you're down in Hub City, Tampa. Can you talk about, you know, the road trip you're on right now, the recruiting trip, and just kind of what what you're looking to accomplish over the next couple of weeks here. Right. So you know, this is uh, this will be about the, the first time I've been out, and uh, I want to say over two months. Uh, but I've had these uh, you know had these dates circled on the, the calendar. You know, I wasn't going to miss the uh, you know the USPHL showcase there in Charleston. I was able to watch every team, um, and, you know, in the Southeast and Florida divisions play. Um, you know, now I'm here at uh, Hub City, Tampa, enjoying the nice weather, although it's a little colder uh, in Florida for my liking. But, it, you know, it beats the, uh, all the snow that we just got in Philly. Um, you know, what I'm looking for right now, I'm just, you know, still continuing trying to build, uh, you know, our inaugural class right now. Um, you know, we're up to 21. Um, so I'm kind of closing in and trying to finalize those last, uh, you know, last few spots. I'm um, really trying to look for, you know, some forwards right now out of this trip is what I'm mainly trying to find is some of those guys that maybe, uh, you know, can put the puck in the back of the net for us. But, um, you know, really enjoyed, you know, getting back on the road after a long two months off. And coach, I mean, you're going to the right place right now to find forwards who can put the puck in the back of the net. The offense has been a plenty down in Hub City, Tampa. You got premier elite and NCDC talent 
to choose from down there. Hockey every single day. It has been nonstop incredible in Hub City, Tampa. And you talk about it being colder. Everyone made fun of us when we went down there, Coach. We got there on the last day of like 30 degrees overnight. It was 80 and sunny every day we were there. Then we backed out the moment it got cold. People were saying that we left because it got cold. It's a lie. We left because we had to go to Charleston. But, it, I mean, it's it's got to be great to have an opportunity to just see that much hockey in one location. Obviously, it's so many times in this in the recruiting world, and, and you know it well, you got to really travel, get out to really see everybody. In this instance here, Coach, you, you get to see hockey every minute of every day that you're down there in Hub City, Tampa. How helpful is that? Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, especially with everything going on, um, you know, this year with, with the landscape is, you know, a lot of those showcases that we've primarily relied on in the past to scout, um, you know, they, they haven't had the chance to go. So, um, you know, having every NCDC team in one building over the weekend is, or over the, you know, this entire couple months, uh, but primarily the week that I'm here, is huge for me being able to see everybody in one location, even Premier. Um, because, you know, that's, that's a level I've recruited from for, uh, before as well and continue to now. Um, and then, you know, even, you know, I've been known to watch elite games too for some of that younger group that, you know, maybe that next wave. So, you know, for me, this, this couldn't be more beneficial. And, you know, I, as soon as they announced that they were having the hub city, you know, I had it circled on me, you know, trying to, trying to get down here at some point and it just happened to work that I was able to fit in, you know, going to Charleston and then coming here next. And 21 skaters already signed up for the folks at home. I mean, in a normal recruiting cycle, you are, you're trying to trim, you're trying to make the, make things pretty, right? You're trying to find the ornaments for the tree. And, and in this case, you're not looking for the ornaments for the tree. You're looking to build an entire house around it before you even put the thing in the building. Now, coach, I mean, just how, how much of a lift is the the process of putting together a team for their inaugural season and building a, a college program from scratch? Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, when I got the job, I talked to a lot of people, and uh, you know, a lot of people told me the the amount of work I had ahead of me, and you know, that didn't uh, you know, that didn't scare me at all. This is you know, this is my dream job. This is what I wanted to do was was build a team from scratch. Now, um, I'm a little bit different than a lot of other programs. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of time to build this program. Uh, I got hired in October of 2019. So, um, you know, with, with everything going on, I, I'm so thankful that they gave me that amount of time. Um, but it's really allowed me to go after the players that I want to do instead of just, you know, taking a player to take a player. You know, I've had my time to do my research. I've had my time to to really go out and recruit the guys that, that I want. Um even still with having the amount of time I have, it is a very, uh, you know, uphill battle to, to try and recruit as many guys as you have to do, you know, as you touched on it, you know, you try and bring in six or seven guys a year in each recruiting class. Now you're trying to do, you know, anywhere from, from, you know, 25 to 30 in one year, um, which makes it, which makes it tough. And, you know, um, I don't think there's, uh, any way around it, you know, uh, myself and I know, uh, Riviere, who's starting next year, will be the two will be the two youngest team in, in college hockey. No way around it. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, the journey has taken me a lot of places. Um, you know, a lot of new places. Obviously, Florida is a new one for me this year. Um, but you know, it, it's a big task. You know, the lights at the end of the tunnel now. Um, you know, I'd like to be done here with it in um, two or three months, and uh, that way I can really focus on you know doing all the other necessary things to to start a program. 
and now coach, I mean, starting a program is difficult enough, right? You do it back in 2015, 2010, 20, 2005, hard enough to start a new program. You're doing it in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of, like we talked about, a year where some of these showcases that would be hotbeds for you to just hop in and, and, and see talent in one building in one spot just couldn't happen. I mean, how have you navigated COVID-19 and all this in, in finding the guys that fit your system? Have you found any workarounds, any, any different ways to recruit this year? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've had the majority of this in my entire time being hired under COVID. So, um, you know, I think I had one, maybe two showcases last year before COVID hit. Um, you know, after that, it's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of video, a lot more texting, uh, a lot more calling than usual. Um, you know, I'm more of a, a personal recruiter, like where I like to be, you know, face to face with the kid, but you know, just that is impossible with, with everybody that's out there. Um, you know, this year, uh, you know, just, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't really veered from my strategy at all in, in terms of the kind of kids I would recruit and, you know, maybe where they're playing from. Um, you know, I rely really heavily on a lot of my contacts that I've made throughout, uh, you know, throughout my career, you know, and going to uh, some of the places that made me successful before when, um, you know, we, I was at Canton. Um, so, you know, it, it has been a little different where I'm not, I'm not in the rinks as much as I would like to be, but, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm at 21 guys right now, so it hasn't, hasn't been a problem for me yet. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's a heck of an accomplishment to have it there at this point. I know when, we, we were talking with and working with the Albertus Magnus College group with Kyle Wallach and, and everyone there, and they were starting to get launched. I know that it seemed to be a real back-end process for them where, you know, you're, you're getting guys to buy in a little later along the line. It's, it's always tough to get people to eat at the new restaurant, right? Everyone wants to see someone else eat a meal first before they swing into the building and try out the food. So I love what you guys are doing. And before we get into the Q&A, which is going to be just – a little more detailed, a little more diving into the details for the players at home, coach. I got to get into the Philly side of things, okay? I'm a, I'm a, a New York fan base guy who grew up in just the the hotbed of Philly. You know, I, I I worked for the Philadelphia Flyers organization for a bit as a Rangers fan. I had to live with that. It was pretty gritty. He would have probably beat me up if he found out, but coach this this Philly area, this area that the the Arcadia players that come in are going to get to live in can you can you kind of give them a, an insight into that philly grit you know that it's always sunny in philadelphia mentality and, and kind of the the lifestyle they'll have uh living at arcadia and, and playing hockey there as well yeah. you know it's been an inter interesting transition for me too as uh you know i've been a diehard detroit fan for everything uh being from michigan um you know i like I got to see Detroit in their heyday, um, winning everything. Um, you know, there was a time where I saw the Pistons win. Um, I saw the Tigers, uh, you know, almost win going to the World uh, World Series. You know, the Lions have always been the Lions, but I still root for them every day. Um, one thing I can tell you about the Philly fans from my time being there is that they are devoted. <laughs> They're one of you know, the kind. They are, yeah, <laughs> I, I, devoted, I guess, would be the, the, the nicest term. Um, that I would say, but they are, they're very loyal. They're very passionate about um, all of their sports. Um, you know, it just seems like everywhere around town, I see there's a flyer stickers on someone's car, an Eagle sticker on someone's car. Um, you know, 
when I moved to, to Philly, I wanted to go to, um, I wanted to go to some sporting events when I had some time in the off season, but obviously with Corona hitting that, that hasn't happened. Um, I know my goaltending coach, uh, George Bozak, he's a season ticket holder for the Eagles. Um, so I was really, really hoping to, to, you know, to go tailgate at one of the Eagles games and see everything firsthand. Um, but I just haven't got the chance to, but, um, you know, that was one thing that, you know, I actually, you know, talked to a lot of players about is, you know, Hey, you take the, uh, you know, you take the SEPTA train into to downtown Philadelphia into the sporting field. It takes you about 15 minutes and you can see everything, uh, you know, every team play, obviously the Wells Fargo center is right there. Um, you know, where the Phillies play and, you know, where the Eagles play is all in one district. Um, I know it's, it's awesome to see a game there live. So, um, you know, like I said, our, uh, the fans are devoted. I know that, uh, you know, we have a very good local hockey community there, uh, you know, out of Hatfield Ice Arena, um, which, you know, they're very excited to have our program there and come out and watch our games. So, you know, I'm really excited to, to see everything firsthand. Um, and I know our players are as well. Yeah, and, and it really is one of a kind. I mean, Coach, you as a Detroit guy, I mean, it the old veteran stadium that the, the Eagles and Phillies used to play out of, I mean – it was the most interesting building on the planet. It was, there was no game experience like it. And it reminded me of that, that old tiger stadium where you kind of hung out over the field in the outfield. And there was that overhang and just that old cookie cutter style to it, that somehow with it being almost this just industrialized circle in the middle of the city, it still had this, this homey feel to it. And, and Philly fans out there, like you say, coach, I mean, I, I remember going to Monday night football games back in, in when I was a kid and I went to a, a Vikings Eagles game as an eight year old. And I watched a Vikings fan wearing the, uh, the helmet with the braids coming out of the side. There was some Phillies fans that were bouncing him on his helmet with, uh, with his braids in the parking lot. It was, uh, it was one of a kind, it's a tough town. It's, it's a, it's a hockey town for sure with the broad street bullies and watching that Flyers team right now, coach, I mean, it's only going to become more of a hockey town and, and that's got to be exciting for you there as well. I mean, as much as you're a Red Wings fan, right, you're going to become a local fan. You move into a market like this, you coach for Arcadia in this market, it, it, it all works together. And the better every team in that market is, the better the sports atmosphere is. And you look at it, I mean, I got to imagine these players uh, – it's going to be an easy sell for the kids on campus when they see hockey move into the building and the flyers are right down the road dominating in the NHL. Yeah, no question. You know, I know they, you know, it's, like I said, it's exciting. Uh, you know, everywhere I look, people are, uh, you know, like I said, wearing a gritty t-shirt or, you know, have, have the sticker for the Philadelphia flyers on their car. And, you know, they got a really good, uh, really good core and some really good younger players. And, you know, I'm excited. Um, you know, one of the guys I really wanted to watch is, uh, you know, personally is uh, Faraby. Um, I had Faraby's brother up in Canton when I was there. Um, so having that little link for me is, is, is pretty cool. Um, but like I said, I haven't, I haven't had that chance to get to the game. I know, uh, you know, once everything kind of opens up, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I know a lot of our guys will be there too. It, it's going to be incredible, folks. I'll tell you what. Coach, a last question before we get to the Q&A. Have you had Wawa? Are you a Wawa guy? Are you a Sheets guy? I mean, that's going to be a question that comes up for you out there in Philly. Yeah, you know, I uh, before moving there, I haven't had Wawa. Um, and everyone told me I had to try it. Um, you know, I was honestly a little skeptical my first time. You know, uh, getting food from a gas station, 
uh, you know, or convenience store, whatever you want to kind of call it. Uh, but I got to tell you, I mean, I probably go there two or three times a week now. Um, you know, you can, get, you can get anything you want and it's just so close and convenient. There's one around every block. Um, so I'm a, I'm a team Wawa guy. I have, I have tried sheets. Um, I, I wasn't impressed with it. So uh, I agree. I agree. Wawa, Wawa it is. I got one down the road for me here, man. And it's just like, like coach Hankel from the Connecticut junior Rangers says, man, the hoagies sneak up on you fast. You got to stay away from too much, too many of them is a problem. You got a one Wawa, two Wawas a week, totally fine. But let's get into the Q&A now, folks. We're going to make that move, and we remind you about our partners here at the Dan K Show. First, Remastered Sleep. You know, you can't perform at your top levels if you're not sleeping right at night. Guess what? You can fight poor sleeping habits. You can fight snoring with just a sip. It's the water bottle of your dreams. This water bottle will change things for you in an instant. And our very own Lucas Jones is the proof in the pudding, man. This guy used this thing. I used to have to hear him through the wall snoring. I couldn't sleep at night. We made it through Hub City, Tampa. We made it through Charleston. We made it through Pennsylvania on our three-week-long trip. Not one peep out of this guy. Incredible. Go to remasteredsleep.com. You can get 10% off with Dan K. Show 10 at checkout. Also, our friends at Elite Junior Profiles, take your recruiting profile to the next level, www.elitejrprofiles.com. You can check out the reason why players are being seen more than ever, not just in hockey, whatever sport. You got a player from anywhere, any walk of life, any sport. The athletes in your home can get helped out by the folks at Elite Junior Profiles. Check it out today. The Q&A is underway. Coach, we start the Q&A here. Student athlete, right, is the big thing that we drive home for our players as they get ready for college and when they move on to college. And now with, with the Arcadia University, with Arcadia's academic program, what can a player expect to study there? I mean, what are, what are some of the major options they may have? And, and what does the academic landscape look like on campus? So I guess, you know, we have, you know, 60 plus majors. So I will say, um, you know, we have something out there for everybody. Um, we do have some specific programs though, that, you know, if you're specifically looking for these and are looking to play NCAA ice hockey, you know, it would be a no brainer to come to Arcadia. Um, first and foremost, our physical therapy program, um, our physical therapy DPT program, which is actually a six year program is uh, ranked 20th in the entire country, um, you know, regardless of school. Um, you know, that's a program that is very selective, very hard to get into. Um, but, you know, is again, like I said, a no brainer for kids. Um, you know, another program that is very high up on the list is our PA program. Um, you know, that again is another six year program uh, to be, a, you know, a physician's, physician's assistant. Um, you know, but, but uh, you know, if you follow the correct criteria, you get directly into, you know, our program. Um, and I know, in terms of schools that are NCAA Division Three and sponsor men's ice hockey, we're number two on that list. Uh, so those are the big programs uh, I would say. Um, you know, a lot of the pre-professional programs. So if you're looking to become a doctor, a dentist, anything like that, you know, taking a four-year biology degree and then you know going on to your specific school. You know, we get a lot of a lot of kids like that. Um, I'll say the majority of the guys that I have right now are either going into, you know, business administration or sports management, but I, we, you know, we do have some guys that are looking to be, uh, you know, going into that PA program or going into that PT program. 
Um, but again, with 60 majors on campus, you know, you'll find something that's for you. Obviously, like you said, you know, being a student athlete comes first. Um, you know, at Arcadia, we have very high uh, admission standards that we look for. You know, on average, our GPA um, for admissions is around a 3.7. Um, we look for around a 25 uh, on your uh, ACT and then around 1150, 1200 on your SAT. I mean, and those are some pretty high numbers, uh, you know, to, to meet. Um, so, you know, the, the academic grind is very, you know, very hard, but, you know, if you're looking to, you know, prepare yourself and set yourself up past college, um, you know, Arcadia is the school for you. Um, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, college is your biggest investment that you're going to make in life. So um, I think, it, you know, Arcadia is a great investment for kids to make, you know, to, to invest themselves into. And I love that. And, and the big thing, players, and, and we've talked about it on this show before, it, it's the idea of you hear about the 60 plus options here. I mean, you, if you fall, we all, we all show up on campus with an idea of what we want to be. Dan K started off as a film major. I started off thinking I was going to be the next Martin Scorsese. I got about three days in and I went, oh, no, I am, I am not good at this. I don't like this at all. And this isn't going to work for me. And you know, we all have to have the room to pivot in our academic careers. We might, I mean, we might hit the nail on the head. We might walk in, we might know exactly what we want and it's a straight path to success, right? But for those guys who walk in the door, maybe wavering on what there is, there, it's a great opportunity to get that business degree, that sports management degree, and then potentially have the opportunity to turn and say, hey, I, I don't want to keep on this path, but I have other options here at Arcadia where I've established a life, I've established friendships, I've established a hockey playing career, and, and I can still continue my academic success and, and move my way through. So it's an incredible opportunity. Do not pass up schools like Arcadia with a bevy of options, to use a word that we use a lot here on the show. And coach, we keep moving with this Arcadia option. I mean, I want to get into, you know, your coaching side of things. Now let's get behind the bench. I mean, you've, obviously recently off the ice right and and this is what i love about the game of hockey right now we're not going out and and there's nothing wrong with hiring the the veteran behind the bench the the person that's been there for decades that that's an incredible amount of wisdom to have and, and ability behind the bench but coach you've been there you've laced up the skate so recently i mean can you talk to the player at home thinking about arcadia and even the guys that are coming in about what they can expect from coach Petrangelo and, and kind of the, the type of coach you are there behind the bench, how you're going to be with the guys. Well, I haven't been behind the bench in about a year and a half. So hopefully I remember how to do it. Uh, but uh, all, all jokes aside, yeah, I, I am relatively young, uh, you know, in, in this game. And I think that's one thing that the players really like is they, they can see that and they can relate to that. Um, you know, I, I can still remember my, you know, my last collegiate game and everything that I went through, um, in my college hockey career. Um, so I try to bring that, uh, you know, bring that to light to when I'm recruiting a player, um, you know, they can see, you know, the energy that I bring, the enthusiasm that I bring. Um, you know, one of the things I really, uh, you know, that I really try to instill in the recruiting process is, um, you know, my outside of the box thinking, the, create, the creativity that I have and that I want to bring to the program. Um, you know, you can ask all the guys that I've recruited, you know, both guys that have committed to me and, and guys that have been on visits, you know, one of the things I stress is I want this program to be unlike any other program out there, um, both with stuff that we offer athletically and stuff that, you know, we offer academically. I want this to be 
you know, just, you know, a very unique experience for them in their life. Um, you know, and I, I try to do that with instilling this theme of, you know, this is a team that we're all building together. This is something special. We're all building together. Um, and, you know, a lot of players relate to that. They want to be part of building something from the ground up. They want to be part of something special. Um, you know, and that's something that I, you know, I can offer to kids is, is be part of that opportunity to build something from the ground up. Um, you know, I like to uh, give my guys a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of freedom, a lot of creativity, especially when they're on the ice. You know, ultimately, I'm not the one on the ice making the play. They are. They are. So I have to have full confidence in them and full trust in them to, to make their plays. And, you know, you know, they know that, uh, you know, they kind of get the green light to, to be creative and be offensive and, you know, and not have, uh, you know, me behind the, you know, breathing behind their neck if they go out there and, and make a mistake. Um, so that's just the one thing I think I'd like, you know, players to know about me is just how, how I, you know, how I do my line of thinking and everything, but I will tell you, I'm getting the itch to get behind the bench, Dan, uh, you know, <laughs> more and more hockey I watch, especially, you know, after going to Charleston and seeing the amount of games I did, it, it really got me, uh, it really got that itch to get back on the ice. So. I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine a year and a half of just kind of, I mean, especially as you're building it, like you gotta be watching this thing come together and you're watching certain guys that you're locking in and it, it's got to have you want to be shot out of a cannon come day one. I mean, I got to imagine it can't come soon enough right now. And I mean, you look at that, that first season, you look at when you do get things rolling. I mean, I kind of teed you up for this before we hopped on just, I mean, it's so hard to know what success is in our inaugural season, right? I mean, getting a full team together, getting on the ice is, a, is an accomplishment in itself. What, what success for you coach in year one? I mean, for this program, what, what are you going to be looking for your, your guys to get out there and accomplish for you out there on the ice? And what are you going to be accomplishing behind the bench? Yeah. Um, you know, that's something, you know, you, you think about, you know, you never know exactly what you have until you, you know, you get to play it. Um, you know, what, how I think, I think that, um, you know, I think we'll be a very competitive team. Obviously our conference is very, is very good top to bottom. Um, obviously with Utica, uh, being the front runner there in the UCHC. Um, but, you know, every night is, you know, is a hard game. And, you know, like I said before, we're, we'll be the youngest team in college hockey. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think there'll be a little bit of adjustment period to start, but, you know, five, six games in, you know, I expect to be competitive every night and, um, you know, we'll just play our cards and see where we end up at the end of the end of the day. Um, you know, that's kind of like my mindset, um, you know, and my mindset after that is, you know, whatever our win-loss total is at the end of the year, I judge success on next year. You know, can we get better from year one? All right, year two, we get better yet. Now, year three, can we continue to get better? Um, and as long as we have that steady progression of heading in the right way, then I know that, you know, we're in the right spot. I, I love it. And, and I draw back to what you were talking about when you're talking about being behind the bench and, you know, allowing guys to be creative, allowing guys to be offensive. The last couple of interviews we've had, we've been, we've been going all defense. We've had defensive-minded hockey being talked about. And Lucas loves that stuff, man. I mean, if he could, he'd go back to the wooden shaft and, and be swinging them at each other. We'd be playing one nothing games every night. But, I mean, I love the creativity in this game today. And, the, the I mean, the, the opening for smaller skaters to make things happen for – an opening in a world where bigger skaters are more athletic than ever, where guys are, are making plays that didn't exist a decade, two decades ago in this game of hockey. It's, it's, 
amazing to see the creativity and how this game has grown and, and coach for you. I mean, you played recently, right? And you, you took those skates off recently. You played at Finlandia, you played NCAA division three hockey. Can you talk to the player at home so many times? And, and this is something I try to drive home with our parents. We talk to, I try to drive home with players. There are only so many spots in NCAA division one. And there are only so many spots in NCAA Division One where your skater or your goaltender is actually going to have a chance to make it on the ice and play. And yes, you can get a great education. That it's a, a great opportunity. If you can make the most of it, go for it. But NCAA Division Three hockey, especially in men's ice hockey, the NCAA Division Three is so competitive. There's so much talent, and there's such an amazing opportunity to play this great game and get an amazing education at a school like Arcadia. Can you kind of give it the, why NCAA division three for you? I mean, and, and what was your experience in NCAA division three? Like, I mean, how can you vouch for the division itself for folks at home? Right. Um, so yes, I played at Atlanta university. Um, you know, for me, it was the right fit um, at the right time. And um, you know, I think a lot of players you know, you need to be going to, to school, uh, you know, academically first. And for me, that was, you know, the same thing. I actually, um, I went to Finlandia, um, just one, you know, I'm from Northern Michigan and Finlandia is located in Northern Michigan. For, so for me, it was relatively close to home. Granted, it was still seven hours. It was, uh, you know, one of the closer programs to me. Um, and two, I was actually in nursing school, so I could get right in, um, into nursing school while playing college hockey because at the time that's something I wanted to do. Yep. Uh, I loved every single bit of my time at Finlandia. Um, I, you know, my best friend to this day, Cole Workman, was my roommate and teammate there. He's a, he's another fellow coach in the NCAA. Um, you know, the, the people I've met. Um, you know, some of my teammates I had. You know, my my D partner, my sophomore year, Travis Armstrong, has played. You know, the East Coast League and the and the Southern Pro League now for going on five six years. Um, you know, so there's, there's some really good players that I played with, um, the players, you know, that we played against too. Um, you know, there's kids that, you know, borderline division one, there's kids that, um, you know, maybe are a late bloomer. Um, and you know, there's a lot of, a lot of kids that go on to, to have lengthy pro careers, but, um, you know, first and foremost, when I tell guys is, you know, when looking at Arcadia, can we get you to that next step in your life? Is your next step, you know, trying to get a good job in this field? Is your next step trying to play a pro hockey? You know, if you think we can do that, this is the right school for you. Now, for me, when I was at Finlandia, you know, they ch checked all the right boxes. And I said, this school can get me to where I want to go next. Granted, like yourself, you know, I am in a complete, you know, 360 of a career change here. Um, you know, now being a, a college hockey coach, um, but, uh, you know, and, and there's so many of these great Division three schools that offer, you know, very unique programs that can really, really help you. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes kids get mesmerized by the bright lights of, of this and that, of just solely focusing on hockey when, you know, that's really not the case out of this level. Um, you know, this level is really focused on, you know, preparing you for, for, for life after hockey. And I love it. And, I mean, Coach, we all have our moment where we decide, like, where we're going next with our career or what we're doing after college. I mean, for you, what was that moment? I mean, you, you talk about, I mean, you're in nursing school, you're at the, the brains it takes to even be 
on that path is incredible. I, I'm a guy who, I mean, I, I always joke with Lucas. I, I got three degrees out of college and I never took a math class. Like that's who I was. I was, I was dodging and weaving to get myself to my degrees. And you look at it. I mean, what, what drove you behind the bench? What was that moment where you said, you know what? I think coaching is the right path for me and, and how to get started for you. Um, so my, you know, my junior year at Finlandia, um, I ended up fracturing my collarbone um, in captain skates. Um, and uh, it was my first like significant injury I've ever had. That's, that's kept me out of, of practicing and, you know, working out and, and, and even games. Um, and, you know, I, I told this story before it was the first time in my career where I ever kind of felt, uh, you know, a little isolated from the game. You know, I wasn't allowed to be at practice, you know, or on the ice or working out with the guys and, I felt like I needed something to kind of get me back into it. Um, and uh, so I started helping out the local high school hockey team in sling. I, it was, uh, you know, going to practices, pushing pucks. Um, you know, then I got, finally, I got cleared to, to play again. So now I was going from practicing in the, in the morning with, you know, my college team to going to class all day to after that, going to the rink to, you know, coach with the high school team. And, uh, you know, it got to a point where I felt better leaving the rink coming from the high school practice than I did my own practice. Um, and I think that's kind of the time when, when I kind of knew maybe, maybe I was done playing and I should start this next Avenue. But, you know, on the flip side, I tell you, I knew, I think I always knew I was going to coach. I mean, even since I was 15, I always like, you know, I wanted to have, you know, my nine to five job and then coach as a hobby. So I kind of always knew I wanted to do some sort of coaching. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, that first high school job I had really kind of propelled me. And, um, you know, I have a very unique path. I don't know if a lot of people have seen my path, but um, you know, I've made the jump from, you know, coaching high school hockey to NCAA division one college hockey at Ferris state. And that's a jump that you don't see too often. Um, you know, so, you know, I've, I'm very fortunate to, to, to be where I'm at now. Um, but, uh, you know, I love it every day. That's crazy too. that jump. And just, just the way you got started is it just sticks with you that in this game, you know, that there's so many ways to be involved for our players at home watching right now. I mean, we have guys watching that, that might not be able to take the ice right now, whether due to injury, whether because what, whether it's that the team you were supposed to play for isn't playing at all, or your college isn't playing and you can stay involved in this game and you can keep pushing through despite adversity, despite the obstacles in your way. And, and that's awesome coach. I mean, it's better than the story of how I got in the broadcasting. I mean, I, I went out there, I, I was a baseball player coach. I threw, I threw a, a shutout against this guy, JC Mena, who wound up getting drafted by the A's. He, had, he gave up eight runs in three innings. I throw a complete game shutout, win the game. He's got 13 MLB scouts in his dugout, and I'm over here sitting alone. Nobody wants to talk to me. So I was like, okay, I don't think I'm that good. And <laughs> it's a it's a le much lesser of a great story than yours. And we move to, you know, for the player right now, I mean, whether it's, whether it's down there in Florida, whether it's around the country in any league here in the game of junior hockey or, or anywhere, high school hockey, prep hockey, if they're wondering, I mean, how to be seen by you or how to find you or how to get scouted to play hockey at Arcadia or just, I mean, I mean, what the steps that they should be taking 
to become someone who would be on the map of Arcadia's recruiting force here? I mean, how does a player get themselves onto the Arcadia roster and how do they reach coach Petrangelo? Right. So obviously like, you know, I, I told a lot of, a lot of kids this at the start of the year, just cause it's going to be a different year. Like, you know, this is a year where you're going to have to make that, that highlight tape, you know, that's, I, I can't, uh, I can't be at every game. Um, you know, I can't, I can't watch every game. Um, so, you know, reaching out to me via email is I'd say the first uh, most important thing. I read every email that someone sends to me. Um, I make it a point to get back to, to everybody that reaches out to me. Um, you know, and I, I let them know, uh, you know, exactly kind of where, where they stand. If they're a, you know, a younger, you know, perspective player, you know, Hey, you know, I look for guys that have two to three years of quality junior experience, you know? So if you're, you know, coming out of high school or, or prep school and, you know, you want to play at Arcadia, you know, this is the route you have to take. You have to play a few years of juniors. If, if you're an overager, um, you know, then, you know, we kind of look at, you know, how you're, how you're producing, how you're going throughout that year. And then, you know, I'll obviously look you know, on hockey TV as well. Um, but I, I, I tell a lot of kids, how do I know you want to come to Arcadia? You know, let me know, let me know you want to come here and, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about, you know, what maybe those next steps are. Um, so, but, you know, like you always said as well in this podcast, and there's only so much room out there, right? So now I'm at the point now where I, I'm looking for, you know, just a few more spots to fill. Um, but but I, I say, if you know, if you want to play college hockey, you know, start reaching out to, to any, any coach, not just me. You know, there, there's tons of other coaches that I know, you know, are looking for room as well. So, um, you know, you're going to have to reach out, try to have as much game footage as you can. Um, my personal thing is when you, when you, you know, make a highlight tape, you know, showcase a lot of your stuff, not just one aspect, you know, you wouldn't believe how many, co- you know, how many films I get of kids just scoring goals. Right. That's, that's one aspect of your game. You know, I need to see you in the defensive zone. I need to see you, you know, making passes, you know, you know, finishing checks. How are you on the four check? I need to see everything. And, you know, if I just see goals. Yeah. That, you know, that, that'll wow me, but I haven't got to see all of your game. So, you know, if you showcase a lot of different things, I, I really like to see that as well. Um, but again, that's just my, my two cents to help someone out. I absolutely love it. Coach. The last question here, the Q and a, and then we're going to get to our parting words after that last question of the Q and a for you is one I ask everybody. And I know we've, we've basically waxed poetic on, on why, choose Arcadia, why play with Arcadia? And just, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm blown away by just the work you put in, not only recruiting and putting this thing together, but the work you put in making sure that this is going to be a place that a player not just can play, but wants to play and wants to be there every day, wants to show up to the rink, wants to go in the classroom and get down to the book, book learning here. For the player at home, for the parent at home who might be a year away, two years away, looking at Arcadia, getting set up for their inaugural season here coming up. Why should they choose Arcadia and why is Arcadia the right place to continue their hockey playing career? You know, I, I think I've touched on it before. I think, you know, college should be, you know, the, the funnest four years of your life. Um, you know, college is the biggest decision of your life. And I think, you know, if you see everything that we have to offer, you know, a kid, both academically and athletically, you know, this is a very unique experience and a, you know, a very unique program um, and something special, um, you know, 20 years from now, you know, that inaugural class that we have when they come back as alumni, 
you know, they can look back at and say, we built that, you know, we did that, you know, not many other kids, you know, get the chance to say that, that they, they got to help build something, you know, from the ground up. And, um, you know, one of the big things that I really like about Arcadia and one of the things that really drove me to the job is that in terms of participation, you know, we're the number one school in the country for study abroad. You know, 80% of our student body goes out and sees the world at some point um, in their college career. And you as a student athlete, you can do that as well. And you can actually do it every single year. You can do it for four years straight. So, you know, where else can you, you know, play college hockey and, and go travel the world? Uh, you know, I don't know how many schools, you know, that offer kind of programs that, you know, work around all the student athletes where they, you know, they'll get those same study abroad opportunities. So again, when I talk about, you know, those unique and different opportunities um, and experiences, that that's another thing that, you know, we have. That's, um, but ultimately, yeah, ultimately my, my main, my main thing is, you know, if you want to, you want to be set up for life and have a great four years and have the funnest four years of your life, you know, Arcadia is, is definitely the school for you. I, I would love to study abroad. Lucas makes fun of me. I took five years of French and I learned nothing. So I would have trouble in Paris. But I mean, it, it's such a great opportunity, players. You need to take advantage of everything the collegiate experience has to offer. And when you have the opportunity to attend a school like Arcadia, an institution that has just grown successful future human beings for years and has has been an academic institution in the Pennsylvania area. It's a school that growing up and going through high school out here in Southern New Jersey, I had a lot of buddies who, who went through the Arcadia process and, and came out successful. I, I had a lot of classmates who it, it was at the top of their list of a place they wanted to go in the Philadelphia area. And you're just outside the city. You're right down the road. Like coach said, you hop on a train. Next thing you know, you're, you're in, in downtown Philadelphia kind of, bouncing around. He can hit Citizens Bank Park and watch a Phillies game one day. And, and I'll tell you what, it's one of the most beautiful baseball experiences in the country. You got the Flyers who are going to be raising a cup sooner, soon enough. And you got the Philadelphia Eagles at the link. Lincoln Financial Field is just, it's an impeccable football experience. The, the sport culture is one of a kind. I know the people in the area are going to absolutely adore this hockey addition to the landscape. You got Alvernia coming the next year. It is going to be a hockey haven. You got Bruce Boudreaux launching a team in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, up and coming, hockey central. Before we get to our parting words with Coach, we hit the, the academic corner real quick. Dan K takes over the academic corner this week. It'll be a short one because Dan K usually leaves this to Lucas Jones, our resident tutor, but Lucas is busy teaching right now. He's teaching, and that's where he's at, and that's why he's our academic corner man, our king of academics. But today, you know, I come to you players as the the closest version to where I think the normal hockey player might land in junior hockey or the normal collegiate hockey player might land or high school age hockey player. We we always, you know, we always want to find our ways around the hard work. We want to find our ways around kind of driving through that wall. Let's look for open doorways every chance we can get. Well, what I push you guys to do, especially when you head off to college, especially as you get through your junior hockey years, is network. Network to me and networking is something I did not learn until I was getting my master's at the University of New Haven. I had no clue. I, 
I had heard the word a million times. And the most I knew about networking was this is a blast from the past for any of you hockey players that are young. You're not even going to know what I'm talking about, but it was my top 10 friends in my MySpace page. That's the most networking I knew. And to get to my master's degree and see the power that comes with the ability just to to ask a question, to bother somebody in a place you want to be one day, to reach out to a coach at an institution that you want to play the game of hockey at a coach like Coach Petrangelo, to, to reach out to a professional in this world that is new to an industry you want to be in, all the way to the one who's established a CEO, a VP, a, a lawyer, if you're trying to get in the legal world, a doctor, if you're trying to get in the medical field, a, a nurse, if you're trying to get in the medical field, it, Find the people that are doing what you think you want to be doing and do not be afraid to bother them. This world is a world where we think that we got to climb every mountain alone. But you know what? Sometimes we got to look for those at the top of the mountain to hand that ladder down to us. And you will find that successful people want to help create successful people. That's what junior hockey is doing. That's what collegiate hockey is doing. That's what Coach Petrangelo is trying to do out here in Arcadia. And that's what you need to do with your networking prowess, academic corner behind us, Parting words ahead. Coach Petrangelo, your parting words for this show. How do you want to leave off this week's Dan K Show Presents Junior Hockey? Well, first I gotta ask, what's your favorite cheesesteak in Philly? I'm oh. I'm a I'm a Geno's guy. I'm a Geno's guy too, coach. All right. Come on. My buddies are all Pats guys. We used to so when we were in high school when we all got our license. We would take turns driving the boys. Someone would have to caravan all of us out to Philly. We'd drive an hour and 10 minutes here from South Jersey and go hit the cheesesteaks. And I'd be alone at Geno's every time. They'd all be at Pat's. And I would just sneak off. I'd go, no, I'm not eating that stuff. It's Geno's or bust. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been told I have to make a, you know, a, a decision on who I affiliate myself with. You know, so I'm a, I'm a, a Geno's guy. Uh, but I just thought I'd, I'd have to ask. Sometimes some people tell me some other places, uh, but uh, I think, you know, Geno's and Pat's being the, the two are are the big ones. Um, you got to watch out for Tony Luke's too. A lot of Tony Luke's folks out there. Got you. Um, some other parting words I'll say. I guess I kind of want to touch on something that you kind of talked about, and that's really, you know, that that fact of, you know, surrounding yourself with good people and the right people to help you out in your career. Um, I mean – there's no question for me in my career, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't do that and do that networking. And, you know, I think that same kind of lesson can be applied to a lot of kids when they go to, you know, look to look to play juniors and look to, to move on to the next level. Um, you know, one of the big things I look for is, you know, I like, I like guys that come from programs that do things the right way. And I like guys that, you know, come from programs that win and have good culture. And I think there's no you know, I think everybody knows, you know, that I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Charlotte Rush. You know, I've got five guys, you know, from Charlotte committed as of right now. But, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's the same kind of tune that what you were saying about just make sure you surround yourself in those those right ways. And uh, those, you know, around those right people. And, um, you know, I, I put a lot of a lot of uh, emphasis on, on guys that come from those kind of programs. I absolutely love it, Coach. Incredible words from you. That That's the way to close it out, man. That Charlotte Rush team, man. What, what Ryan Crothers and the whole group out there do, I always call them the New York Yankees of the USPHL, right? They just, they just churn out talent. It's top to bottom. Guys are moving up through that system all the time, going to the right places. 
and you just see the success they have. I mean, you even have a school like Utica coach and you looked at what do they do? They built themselves on the Hampton Roads Whalers and Charlotte Rush and all the boys after beating up on each other in the USPHL for years, they all live together now up in Utica. So you see that the organizations that do it right, you know who they are. They stick out to you and you see it and, and incredible work from you, coach. We thank you for joining us here. And my parting words for this week, it, it always, I always like to go with who our guest is. And I like to try to find a theme and, and this week it's, it's earn your spot. Earn your spot is going to be my, my parting words for this week. You got a school like Arcadia and you can go to arcadia.edu to find out more about Arcadia University. You have a school like Arcadia, a coach like Coach Petrangelo, a, a young coach, a guy who just recently took the skates off, who gets today's player, understands today's game, knows what you boys are going through inside and out. And you have that opportunity and it's brand new and it's a, a spot that is open for you right now. And you can go earn, you can earn your space and earning your space in Arcadia with coach Petrangelo or at any school across the country is not just earned in the moment. You don't just earn it when you get the commitment, you got to show up, you got to earn it every day. I promise you, there is always someone who wants it a little more. And you can't let that happen. Earn your space. Do not ever get outworked. You, you, you can be the second best. You can lack the talent. You cannot lack the grit, the drive. And you will not see any lack of grit and drive from this squad. They're going to be Philly tough. Arcadia University. Again, Arcadia.edu. Coach Vincent Petrangelo. Go play for a guy who absolutely gets it. This guy's going to be tearing up Hub City, Tampa. Put your best things on tape. Remember, it's not just about goal scoring. Do it all. Put everything on that tape, that highlight tape. If you want help with your highlight reel, guess what? The Dan K Show does that. You can go to www.dankshow.com. Check out that services page. Awesome work that Lucas does. We put voiceover content on those videos as well to talk through what scouts are seeing around the country. You can also watch the Dan K Show, obviously, on Hockey TV, our proud partners as well. You can go to at the underscore Dan K Show, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to find out why the Dan K Show is watched by more than three times as many viewers than any other competing junior hockey podcast. When Dan K is on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thank you so much to everyone who watches along with us in the United States Premier Hockey League for bringing us out to Hub City, Tampa this past month.